So this is the Real Estate Investing for Beginners, 10 Steps to Get Started webinar series by me, Luke Watkins. And so this is being put on by Real Estate IQ. They are the number one in deal finding. They guarantee, our guarantee, you will always find a deal with Real Estate IQ. I love Real Estate IQ. I've been a Real Estate IQ user for almost a year now. <clears throat> I bought Real Estate IQ before I even moved to Dallas because I thought it was amazing. I was coming here before I moved here, working here. Uh, doing real estate investing. So and we'll get into a little bit about me and a little bit about you. Let me tell you a little bit more about Real Estate IQ. Uh, they've got a really cool business team culture. They've got 80 plus employees. It's a very big company. They've got um, a lot of people on their team. They've got a UX design team, front and back end development, data aggregation team, which is amazing. That's where they get all their information, um, where they can provide all the lists. The technology operations team, marketing team, customer service team, sales and customer success team, and I gotta give them a testimonial because they helped me. I am not so technologically uh, smart, and so they helped me figure out how to do the design, how to do these. I didn't, even, you know, I can't barely figure out how to do a PowerPoint, and you'll see that as I go through. I'm probably gonna be a little clumsy, so I apologize up front. But testimonial to the uh, the team here, we love them. Uh, so here is some of the team. Steve and Juan Carlos are the CEOs, co-founders, excuse me, co-founders. Uh, Steve's the CEO and Juan Carlos is the visionary. He's, a, he's an amazing guy. They're both amazing. We've got Becky, who's the director of education, 20 years plus experience in education. So she knows how to educate. I'm just a big goofball and I know how to um, bring the energy, right? But she actually has 20 years experience in education. Uh, Joseph De La Cruz is the director of product development and Rodney Rush is the director of IT. So these are just the main players of the team. There's a lot more guys. You saw that there was 80 plus. So they're all real estate investors. They all kind of specialize in their own thing. And um, so, yeah, amazing. So right here, um, we have Real Estate IQ has this cool new online education as well as a community portal. And I wanted to share it right here because check this out. They've got these, um, this is realestateiq.co and they've got this community here. It's kind of like a, um, like a Facebook, like its own private Facebook for real estate investors. And uh, you can see I put something in here just a couple minutes ago because I was part of a group and they have groups. So this is a lot like Facebook. If you're familiar with Facebook, <clears throat> excuse me, where you've got the feed and then you've got different groups. And um, I want you all to join the group called Real Estate Investing for Beginners 10 Steps to Get Started series because this is where I'm going to post a lot of um, additional information, um, additional uh, things that you guys are going to want to use. If you haven't answered the poll, make sure to do that. So go to real estate, community.realestateiq.co and you've got the community, you've got groups, um, you've got all the different education. And here's where also we wanted to talk about the events. So make sure that you go and look at all the different events. As you can see, here's this one, real estate investing for beginners. Uh, maximize finding investment deals while at home. That's tomorrow. Rodney does an amazing job. Uh, the Houston trillion dollar investor mixer. There's a lot of events. There's events happening almost every day. So make sure to go check the events plays, check out the community and, uh, yeah, get involved and become part of the community here. Okay. Amazing. Any questions so far? Oh, okay. The, the link is in there. Good. Okay. Great. Also, the, the other poll, there's going to be some more polls that are going to let us know kind of what you want to learn more about. So tonight's sponsors, I do want to share a couple things about the sponsors. Closa Investments, I work with closely. It's a, it's a wholesale investment company that works out of the Dallas, Fort Worth area. Um, and they have what's called a learn and earn program. 
where they're teaching people that want to get started in wholesaling how to do it and um, giving them an opportunity to be able to um, learn how to do wholesaling as well as um, earn money while they're doing it. So usually what they do is they're, they're, they'll do a joint venture um, and you'll learn along the way and then be able to leverage their back end, their systems and their, their experience as far as moving and wholesaling deals. So if you're interested in wholesaling and you want more information about that, let me know personally and I'll get you all the information. Again, it's called the learn and earn model for people who are uh, wanting to learn more about wholesaling. So that's our one <clears throat> sponsor. And then of course, <clears throat> real estate IQ. Um, this whole event, this online virtual uh, webinar series is being brought to you by Real Estate RQ. How many people, I want to ask a question, how many people are already uh, members of Real Estate IQ and how many people are not? And I'm just curious um, to quickly see who is and who isn't to see how many people we need to um, get to become part of the community because it's such a cool community. <clears throat> Stefan is interested. Not a member, am a member, am a member, not a member. Okay, so a few people are not. A lot of people are. Okay, that's good. Good. Most people are. Okay, great. Um, yeah, awesome. Awesome. Okay, not, not. So a few knots. Okay, hopefully after tonight you, you will be. Uh, there's a few knots. And uh, put in your comments about uh, what you're thinking, how you're feeling, what you want to learn more about. If you've got any questions about anything, just throw it out there. Okay, I'm going to do my best to help. I've got a little blank sheet here that I'm going to write down everybody's questions and I'll make sure to get back to it. So I'm going to try to bust through this. It is 6.11 now. So speaker, this is me and my picture is a little blurry, which is fine, but I personally have been investing for 10 years, mostly wholesaling, fix and flips, and I've had a few rentals. I don't specialize in rentals, but I've had some along the way. So I've been involved in thousands of wholesaling transactions, thousands. I used to work for, I've worked for two or three different big, um, almost hedge fund type groups that buy and wholesale and fix and flip anywhere from 20, 30, 40 a month deals. Uh, so I've been involved in the transaction coordination, the marketing, the, um, the, the sales, the dispositions, the acquisitions, the transaction coordination, uh, project management. Uh, so that's why I put thousands there. I've been involved in more than thousands um, and hundreds of actual fix and flips. I personally have been involved in whether I was the project manager for the company or I've done my own. So I do my own wholesaling. I also do a lot of joint ventures with other wholesalers. I've done tons of flips, had a few rentals, sold everything off, and I'm new to Dallas area. I'm new to the Dallas Fort Worth area. I've been here almost nine months, but before I moved here, I uh, got recruited by a company, a private hedge fund group that was um, buying rental properties, and they brought me in to help with their marketing and acquisitions department. And so I did that for about six months before I even moved here, and then moved here, worked with them for a couple months, and then it just didn't work out, and I'm doing my own thing now. So um, I usually do about one or two wholesale deals a month um, and not as many fixing flips right now, uh, but mostly that. So I've been a coach and a trainer. I have a coaching program where I teach people how to get started in real estate investing, specifically how to find off-market deals. And that's why I endorse um, Real Estate IQ so much is because they're one of the marketing sources or data sources that I use to find deals. And uh, if you want more information about that, just let me know. Um, and I am a family man. I have five kids, one daughter and four boys. Our daughter's 12, and then our boys are 9, 7, 5, and 3, which is insane. That's why it might be loud back there. I don't know. <laughs> you imagine four boys being stuck at home uh, for, it's almost been six weeks for us now. I think we're on our sixth week. And my hobbies include, I love playing the guitar. I've been in the band. I've played bass, guitar. I've been a singer of a punk band. Uh, I've done alternative music. 
I do mellow music now. Um, I still have my guitar and my amplifier sitting right over there. Uh, I love running. I've done marathons. I think five marathons. I've done some bike races. I love exercising, working out, and I love reading books. I love reading books, which kind of segues into the next one. Tell me a little bit about you. Um, where are you from? You guys, a lot of people already put that, but what good books are you reading? I'd love to know. I just picked up, picked up again, and I think you can't see it because of my background, but there's a book called High Performance Habits by Brendan Burchard. So what good books are you guys reading lately? I, I've already read that book, but I put it back in and I started reading it again. Oh, I gotta do this, I can do it. Okay, yeah, High Performance Habits by Brendan Burchard. Roger Dawson's book on negotiation, is that the one called Never Split the Difference? If it is, I have started it on Audible, but haven't finished it. That is a good book. Um, yeah, so I just picked back up High Performance Habits and I really love it. <clears throat> so, uh, one good podcast. I got some great um, suggestions last week on podcasts, on books. Hopefully there's some um, different people here tonight so that we can have some different suggestions. Um, 10X, great book by Grant Cardone. Love that book. Um, what other good books and podcasts have you guys been listening? And what have you been doing? Are you still working? Are you at home? Are you still going out to work? Or, uh, oh, every, our, every real estate investor should know about cash flow. Okay. Cash flow as in how to generate cash flow or is there a book called cash flow? That sounds like a Robert Kiyosaki book. Working for realtor.com. Oh yeah. Okay, cool. That's gotta be a good job. Stephen. The go-giver is amazing. <clears throat> I love the go-giver. That's a great book. Sweet. So yeah, what are you guys been doing? I guess, you know, everybody's working digital now at home, right? Um, and tell me, tell me what you're most interested in. Dallas, Texas books. Oh, the entrepreneur road coaster. That's not as famous of one. I did read that. That was, um, what's his name? Darren Hardy. I read the compound effect from him. That was, that's a classic, the compound effect. Uh, entrepreneur roller coaster was pretty good too, though. Richest Man in Bob Babylon is a classic. What interests you about real estate investing? Is it the cash flow? Is it the, you know, beautifying something and doing fix and flips? Interested in owning rental properties and wholesaling? Okay. Tell me a little more. What do you got? A book by Frank Gallinari. Wants to stop renting as well. Oh, yeah. Home ownership is a great thing. <clears throat> Working as a nurse and real estate and passive income retirement live by the beach. My goal is to live by the beach, as you can see from my background. <laughs> passive income, yeah. Great. Okay. Thank you for sharing the good books and, you know, what you've been doing, where you're working, and what your interests are. So, I'm going to go over this. I did this last week, and I'm going to be quick on this. But these are my keys to success. When I said I was a coach and a trainer, I've also had a life coaching program. Uh, so, I do a lot about mindset and some different things that just don't have to do with real estate. So <clears throat> what kind of capital, if any, is needed? So there's ways you can spend no capital. There's ways you can leverage other people's capital. Uh, if you have some capital, that's great. I had a coach 12 years ago that told me if, if somebody came up to him and said, I've got $5,000 to invest in real estate, what should I invest in? And his answer was marketing. It always will be and it always, it always has been because you need to generate leads. And that's what I teach a lot about in my coaching program. So again, if you're interested in that. <clears throat> but so, I, like I mentioned, I had a life coaching program and these were <clears throat> the keys to success. These are just my personal opinion with my own experiences of failing and learning and growing and becoming more. The things that you need 
to be successful. What is your why, right? Write it down, make it happen. <clears throat> I like that, Benny, thank you. You need to know what your why is because that's what gets you through when you're going through hard times, when you, when you fail and, and when you don't get the deal and, and when you're trying and trying and it doesn't happen as quick as you want. If you have that passionate why, that burning desire, that reason why, and I mentioned this last time, but there was a book called Millionaire Success Habits from Dean Graziosi, and I have it right here, um, where he says, when you ask yourself, hey, why, why, why am I investing in real estate? And you answer that question, you say, because I want to make money. Well, that's great, but why do you want to make money? And then you answer that question. And then whatever the answer to that question is, because I want to be free. Well, why do you want to be free? Because I don't want to work for the man. Why don't you want to work for the man? And you keep asking yourself why to each um, answer that you give yourself seven layers deep. And it really helps you discover really, really, really why you're doing what you want to do. So you need to know what your why is, okay? Which means clarity. You have to have clarity. You've got to be clear. And I use, I use this analogy a lot where when you're in the mall and you, you go to the map, that map in the middle of the mall, even though we're not going out to the mall nowadays, um, it says there's a big star and it says you are here, right? And you know you want to go to Nordstrom's, but you don't know how to get there because you don't know where you are until you look at the map. So that's what clarity is to me. You need to be clear and have goals um, and then focus on those. And when you have clarity and focus, you can have success. So you've got to know your why. Be clear, you know, which is clarity, and then focus, and that'll be success. The second, that's the first key to success. The second one is you've got to have the right mindset. So what is your mindset? You've got to believe. You've got to have belief in yourself. You've got to believe that you can be a real estate investor, that you can have the freedom to do what you want, that you can have the freedom of time, right? That you can be your own boss, right? That you can have the cash flow, the passive income that you want. And you've got to have a positive attitude about it. You know, there's all those people, the naysayers and the haters, those people aren't going to ever succeed because they have a, un, not, it's not a positive um, mindset they have. They have a negative mindset, right? And there's abundance mindset and scarcity mindset. And that's kind of where positivity comes in is you need to believe that there's enough for everybody and believe in abundance. Um, so when you believe in yourself and you have positivity and you have to have gratitude to be able to accept more in your life, all those things that we talked about, um, the passive income, the freedom of time, excuse me, the freedom, you've got to have gratitude for what's already in your life to be able to accept more to come in. And I had a whole uh, Facebook group page years ago called the Gratitude Video Journal where I um, would express something I was grateful for every day. And in my coaching program, the life coaching, when people would sign up, the first thing they have to do and they have to do every day for 90 days is when the first thing they wake up in the morning is write down three things they're grateful for. And when they go to bed, write down three more things they're grateful for. And here's the, here's the thing about it is you have to write down six different things every day. Now, when you express your gratitude and physically write it down on a piece of paper in a journal for uh, 90 days, six different things, that's like 540 different things you're grateful for, you are going to shift your mindset into one of success. So the mindset you have to have is you have to believe, you got to have positivity, you got to have gratitude, and that equals success. And lastly, you can learn all the information in the world, but if you don't take action, none of it matters. So taking action consistently and having persistence. When you take action, you got to do it consistently to see results. I've coached people in real estate investing, and they, they start talking about doing direct mail or, or text messaging or cold calling, but they only did it one hour last week, and they didn't do any this week, and they don't know why there's no leads in their pipeline, right? Well, because they didn't do it consistently, and you have to have persistence. You have to keep going and keep trying because I didn't get my first deal in real estate. It took me four months. 
I'm doing direct mail, handwriting letters and putting them in the mail, putting a stamp on it. I had to have persistence and I believed I had the right mindset and I took action and that's what equaled success for me. So I, when I started, I was clear that I wanted to start as a wholesaler. I had the right mindset. I believed in myself and I took action, massive action. The acronym I have is TMA, take massive action. Any questions about this? This is just my personal beliefs in the three keys to success. Clarity, mindset, and action. Put questions in there. I'm going to take a sip of water. Anybody agree or disagree? I did show those little uh, thumbs up arrows and thumbs down arrows. Where are the accuracy? What did I do before I was wholesaling? I um, was in real estate. At, uh, worked for a property management company for about seven years. I started as a maintenance man. Before that, I was a rock and roller, and I was in bands and traveled the West Coast um, just doing music. But then I got married, had a, had a kid, and started taking life a little bit more serious, started working for a property management company, started as the maintenance man, moved up into middle management, then moved up to sales and marketing, and then wanted to just break out and do my own. It's a crazy story. I'll have to share it with you sometime. Uh, Stefan and I don't know about that. So, cool. Thanks, guys. Do you agree? Brett and April agree with that. Thank you. Okay, recap quickly. If you missed last week, and hopefully there's a link that you can find last week's video, but we talked about step one and step two. What is your financial stage? Was, was step one, it's actually identify your financial stage. And step two was identify your strategy or choose your strategy. And I'm gonna do a quick recap on those, okay? So when we talked about financial stage, what we meant is there's these five different stages and we talked briefly about them, or we went a little bit more in depth last week, but we talked about what each one was and then I asked you to identify which one you're at to know where you're gonna go. So survival means you live in paycheck to paycheck. And, and like I mentioned last week, it's not bad, it just means that's where you're at. Everybody has started there at some point. Nobody was born with you know financial freedom, maybe, but even that you weren't, you know? So if you're in survival stage, excuse me, then you probably need to um, ask for a raise or get a second job, or there's only two ways to make more money, cut expenses or make more money. So you can, one of the ways I tell people is ask for a raise. What's the shame in asking for a raise? The worst that's going to happen is they'll say no, right? Or work more hours. You're going to have to work hard. It's going to take work, hard work to become successful no matter what you do in any profession. Um, so that's okay. Second stage is you've passed that. You're stable. You have stability. You, you, you're, you're meeting all your um, expenses, plus you have a little bit extra, okay? That's good. You've got to be there for a while to get used to paying the bills, to get used to having a little bit of extra. Then you get to the saver phase, which is where you've got some money, you start saving it. You start getting a little nest egg. So when that uh, hot rental property comes around, just what you're looking for, you can grab it because you've saved a little bit of money down. Or you're saving um, your intellectual knowledge and, and learning as much as you can. And then when something happens, an opportunity, because you've educated yourself, you know who to call and give you the money or leverage other people's money, which is OPM, other people's money. And then growth is the stage where you take that money that you've saved and you put it to work and you grow it by either putting it into marketing like my coach told me so long ago, or putting it in as a down payment as a rental property, or using it for the repairs in a fix and flip, okay? You take that money and you make it grow, right? If you read Rich Dad Poor Dad, I think he talks a lot about the income and expenses. And financial freedom is the last phase where your um, income from your investments exceeds your expenses. That's what financial freedom is, right? So you've gotta take the money, grow it, Let's say you put 20 grand into a fix and flip. 
for me, a typical fix and flip is I've got to put probably anywhere from 20 to 40 of my own money as the repairs. I can borrow 100% of the purchase price. I'll put my own money in the repairs. I put that into it, and then I make anywhere from 20 to 40 on um, after paying myself back. So I've taken that money and I've grown it and doubled it by making putting 20 in and getting 20 out. That's like 100% return, right? Uh, and then financial freedom, right? So identify where you're at. This goes back to the clarity. You've got to have clarity on where you're at, okay? And I don't want to spend too much time because this is just a recap of step one and two. I go way more into detail last week. And then we talked about as part of step one, what are your capabilities? What are your needs and your want? And all these things need to be identified and you need to be clear on this stuff. What are you good at? What do you not like to do? What are your strengths, your weaknesses? And the most important question that I tell all of my coaching students is, do you have more time or money? That's going to determine what your strategy is, okay? So if we go back to step one and two, it's what is your financial stage? We talked about that. And then choose your strategy. And your strategy is going to be based off how you answered these questions. What are your needs? What are your wants? What are your strengths? What are your weaknesses? What do you like to do? What do you dislike? And most importantly, in my opinion, do you have more time or more money? Because if you have a lot of time and no money, there's things you can do. You can become a bird dog. You can do wholesaling. You can JV with other wholesalers. You can do fix and flips. Fix and flips, you probably need money. Um, that, that doesn't mean it has to be your money, right? Um, but you've got to have money. Uh, and then rentals, right? Rentals, usually you've got to get a down payment. Even if you do a cash purchase, you've got to, a lot of people will pay cash for it, fix it up, and then refinance out. You've usually got to have enough equity or a down payment if you're just going the traditional route. So, Again, based on these questions, identifying your financial stage, identifying your capabilities will determine which one of these you're going to go into. And last week, just briefly, we did talk about the different types of real estate and that we here in this series are mostly going to be talking about residential. So we're not going to go into hotels, apartment buildings. We're not going to go into any of that stuff. We're only going to talk residential. Um, Quick question was, what is bird dogging? Great, that was a question last week. I actually asked everybody if they knew what that was. So bird dogging is where in hunting, they take dogs and they go find, um, you know, they can go hunt out and sniff out the, the, whatever they're hunting. And they're called bird dogs, I think, because they're chasing birds. In real estate, what it is, is you, you just kind of look at a house and you're like, I think that's a deal, I don't know. And you ask this wholesaler and you just kind of point, point, the, point the deal to them and they'll be able to analyze it. And you usually can get paid anywhere from 500 to 1,000 bucks for that kind of a, a lead if it closes. Um, whereas if you wholesale, you find that deal, you put it on a contract, you negotiate it with the seller, you know how to analyze the repairs, and then you market that on the back end to another buyer and you can make a lot more money doing that. Hopefully that answered the bird dog question. Any other questions, just make sure to hit them up. Okay, so also what we talked about is what our objective as real estate investors is. And we all came up with, everybody answered. I asked everybody, everybody, chipped in a little bit here. They wanted to make money, help people, become a problem solver, and add value. That's what we determined our objectives were as real estate investors. These are the things that we want to accomplish as real estate investors. And then I talked about what the keys to those objectives were. And the keys were motivation and distress, motivated sellers and distressed properties. So properties that haven't been taken care of are a good place for us to look because we can add the value. Okay, motivated sellers. Sellers are motivated for a lot of different reasons. Uh, is a bird dogging a good way to learn how to be a wholesaler? For sure, definitely, definitely. Uh, and I'm just going through this. So, that, 
But when we go back to this, motivated sellers and distressed properties, real estate IQ, if you sign up for real estate IQ and it looks like half the people are and half the people aren't, you receive daily updated lists of motivated and distressed sellers. It's, it's an amazing thing. And here's all the off-market leads that you get every day. And I can show you what it looks like and I'll show you in a different slide instead of going out of this presentation and showing you my email that I get. Uh, but you get a list every day of pre-foreclosures, appointment of substitute trustee, probates, airship, evictions, divorce, loan modifications, hospital liens, HOA liens, mechanical liens, code violations, illegal taxes, tax sales. If you have any questions about any of those things, we're not going to go into explaining what those are. Just know that the people or these situations or people that are in these situations might be motivated or have a distressed house, okay? So that's the best way to find off-market leads. So let's get into it. Step three and four. After we did step one and two, we're going to talk about step three and four today. I'm going to spend as much time here as possible. Choose your market times two, and I'll explain what that means. That's step three. And step four is choose your investment property criteria. Now, if you can tell just from reading those, step one and two are leading up to three and four, okay? Yeah, motivated sellers offer big discounts for sure. So step three and four, each one of these steps is building on each other, okay? So I'm glad you're here again. This is exciting. Let's talk, let's go. Choose your market 2X. What does that mean? Okay, I want you to choose your market as in the location, and you need to choose your market as in, are you gonna be marketing for a flip? Are you gonna be marketing for a wholesale or a rental? Or what are you gonna do? And again, if you can, you can tell from these questions and these statements, and what I have here on the slides is, step one and two are gonna help you determine step three and four. And so we're kind of building on each other, and, and I'm hoping that by the end of all the 10 steps, plus all the extra tools and stuff that we're gonna talk about, you will be on your way. Okay, so let's talk about this. What is the market location? So market location means, and again, step three, choose your market, okay? You need to know what you're gonna do. On the market location, there's a never-ending debate in the real estate investing world, whether you should invest in-state or out-of-state. And now why would that even be a debate? Because most people might just think, well, of course I'm gonna invest in my state because I live in that state or my town, right? Well, other people think you can get a better return on money or return on investment or a better cash on cash or a better cap rate, and we can learn, talk about all that stuff later. Um, it's kind of advanced stuff for beginners. Um, you can get a better return out of state. Well, that's why I say it's a never-ending debate because some people say, look, I don't care if I can touch it and see it and smell it. As long as I can make more money, I'll do that. And if I can do that out of state, I'm gonna do that. Where other people are like, look, and this is what I suggest, especially for beginners. So everybody here tonight, if you're a beginner, definitely suggest starting in-state. You want to, to gain the experience that you're going to need. Um, and the only way you, you gain the experience is by taking action. I, did, I, I spent about two to three years learning real estate before I took any action. As soon as I took action, got my first wholesale deal, and got my first flip, and then just kept doing more, that's when you really start learning. And so what I'm saying here is the only way that you're going to grow and learn is by doing it in state, by don't, being able to go to the house. If it's a rental property, um, talking to a property manager in town who can give you the rental rates, or talk to a realtor in town who's going to be able to give you the comps, or become a member of Real Estate IQ to get the comps. Um, you're going to want to go to the house. You're going to want to manage the, 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 the project if it's a fixing flip. If it's a wholesale deal, you're going to want to meet the seller in person. You're going, to, you're going to want to learn how to take a piece of paper, the contract, and get it signed. You're going to want to learn how to negotiate and go through those things. Where if you're investing out of state, it's more of a passive deal. Um, I definitely recommend as beginners, do it in state. 
even more, do it close to your home. That's why I wrote proximity to home. You shouldn't go more than an hour away, which has been suggested for beginners as well. If you can't get there in an hour, you know, you probably shouldn't invest there, especially and most importantly, if you're just beginning. Any questions about this, let me know. Um, moving on. So yeah, you want it to be close to your home. I recommend as beginners doing it in-state. If you've got a lot of money and you just want to return on your investment, there are some other markets that maybe, maybe, I'm not going to say will, but maybe give you a better, better return as far as cash flow and different things. And there's a lot of different ways to analyze deals. Um, but let's talk about the area of town, okay? Look, you might just want to invest in, if you're in the Dallas area, Cedar Hill, because you've heard that's an up-and-coming neighborhood or, um, or whatever. There's a lot of different places in town, right? <clears throat> but you can either base it off of what you prefer or based on data, which is another great reason that real estate IQ is a must for every real estate investor, especially uh, newer investors, because they provide data that allows you to analyze it and make wise decisions on your investments. They say that like, you know, your knowledge is king. You've got to be able to take the data, do market analysis and determine which part of town is going to be best. For example, and I wanted to share this story. When I moved here before, when I was working with the, with the hedge fund group that I, that I mentioned earlier, I knew that they wanted rental properties. So I went in and looked at a couple different areas in the Dallas area that were good for rentals as far as where, what can you buy the, the property for? What is it worth? What are the rental ranges? And how can we get the best return on investments? Also took into consideration how much of repairs we get. So I did some market analysis based on data, right? So I believe, well, this is step three. You've got to determine your market, right? In-state or out-state, definitely in-state. Go somewhere close to home, especially when you're beginning. Um, which part of town? A lot of people just go what's close to them at first, and I think that's fine. It gets you experience. Start looking at what's for sale. Start looking at what the medium house price is, which all this information is on Real Estate IQ. Easily accessible, easy readable, even for somebody like me. Um, oh, in the back. Sorry. And then the other thing you want to look at is schools. What's the medium income range? Is it a safe neighborhood? Is it up and coming, et cetera? And you can learn all that information from the data that's uh, provided on um, Real Estate IQ, excuse me. But schools is a big thing. A lot of people don't want to move into a neighborhood where the schools aren't rated good. And you can go to greatschools.org, I think, and each school neighborhood has a rating. I'll look that up later and make sure that's the right one. I'll use that every once in a while to determine because that's important. If you're going to flip a house and everything says, yes, it's a good, it's a good investment, but the schools are bad, you might not get a buyer as fast as you want. So keep that in mind. Um, the income, the medium income, you know, is important. And we looked at all these things when we moved into where we are now. We're up in Farmersville, which is super out of town. Um, the strategy. So the, the strategy, again, if we talked about the strategies, guys, um, you know, based on, based on your strategy, which we talked about in step two, that's going to determine what your market is, okay? Then what you do is you put all these together. So you take this and step, choose your market 2x. First, the location, okay? This is step three. Choose your market. You put it all together. Based on your strategy, look into the schools, do your market research. Based on data, Close to home, in-state is definitely the way to go for beginners. Any questions about that? <clears throat> and then market for your strategy, okay? And when I say that, when I'm talking about this, choose your investment property or criteria, oh, excuse me, market 2X, market for flips, wholesales, rentals. Listen, 
you might think that you want to be a fixed and flipper, but based on this information that you did, let's say you live in like a $500,000 neighborhood. Well, investing in a $500,000 neighborhood for your first fix and flip is probably not a good idea. And I tell you that based on experience, not my own personal, but a really close friend of mine. So based on all this information that you gather, again, is going to determine whether you want to be a fix and flipper or whether you want to get rental properties, bird dog, or wholesale. And another thing when I'm talking about marketing is you're going to be going looking for those deals. So let's say you want to be a fix and flipper. Well, you can go to get on a wholesaler's list and they'll send you what you're looking for as far as a fix and flip. And a lot of wholesalers these days, excuse me, my nose is itching. Somebody's thinking of me over there. Oh, probably my wife. Like, come help me with the kids. Um, based on what your criteria is, a lot of wholesalers are super specific and very good at asking you, hey, what are you looking for? I will go find that for you. And when I find something that you are looking for in particular, I will present it to you as an opportunity. And then we can do business. Or rentals. Again, when I, was, when I first moved here and, and was working for that hedge group, I knew that two different areas in town had the best rentals. And so I focused my marketing efforts. I would do door hangers, door knocking, um, driving for dollars, all these different things and look in those areas on my list on real estate IQ. I would look in these two towns in these different areas because I knew what I was doing. So you need to pick your market location, choose your market location based off of this information. And then based on your strategy, again, know who you're going to market to or, or who you are allowed to market to you. Okay. The next step is choose your investment property criteria. And again, you can tell all of this is building on each other and I'm going to go through this and then I'm going to give some examples because I think it's relatable when I give examples, but you're going to pick, do I want a three bed, two bath house with a thousand square feet or do I want a two bed, one bath house with 500 square feet? Okay. Do I want price range? Do I want to buy things from 50 to 150,000 or am I looking for the 200 to 300? Okay. I'll go through and talk about these a little bit more, but I'm just going over them now. Cash flow. You're going to, do you want $200 cash flow between what your mortgage is and what the rents are? Or do you want 500? You know, will you buy anything that only cash flows 300 or will you not? Um, and then what's your return on investment, right? And this is all based on your market and your strategy, which is what we've been talking about. So let's, let's, let's do this. Let's go a step further on each one of these. So with beds, baths, and square footage, I can tell you as a fix and flipper and a wholesaler that most investors like at least three bedroom, two bath, one to two car garage. Why is that? Because that's what most buyers want. And when you're buying, when I say buyers, I mean retail buyers, people, just normal people that buy houses want at least three bedrooms, two bathrooms, and a garage. And they want brick, right? Um, now, that being said, if you're doing rental properties, you might take a 2-1 house that you paid 75 grand for and put 20 grand in repairs and it rents for 1200 right? Because the payment on, let's say you bought it for cash, 75, put in 25, so you're all in 100, and you got a mortgage for 100 bucks, <clears throat> excuse me, $100,000, the payment on that is realistically probably five to eight hundred dollars somewhere around there with with interest rates being low now probably closer to five to six hundred dollars where if you can rent that thing and there probably are parts of town where you can rent a two one for that um for 1200 11 let's say a thousand to eleven hundred 
that's that's close to the five six hundred dollar cash flow right somebody's asking how to join req if you want we can um go into a separate um chat about that but i will go over some pricing later just to let you know don thank you um so that's why it's important to know that you need to identify what you're looking for again if you want to rent a property sticking with the beds and baths and square feet most people i know want three bedroom rentals because they rent easier not a lot of people rent two beds most two beds usually are in apartment buildings or and the lower rent or it's younger people that just have roommates right that might not take care as as much care of the place as let's say a family with one small child because they're investing into it and um, they might take better care of it because maybe they're more responsible maybe maybe not i've seen too many things and know too many people in this world to make judgments um but these are just some some generalizations okay price range I don't like investing in the mid to high or the high price range. I don't want to flip a million dollar house. Now, could I make a million dollars? Yeah, but I've found my most success buying houses anywhere from 75 grand to 150 that sell for about 200 to 300. And I've just got a spread in there and I know my repairs and everything. And again, this is my personal preference. I know people that fix and flip million dollar houses and I wouldn't suggest starting there, but these are things you need to do. You need to pick. You need to pick what kind of bedrooms, baths, and square feet. For example, three bed, two bath, twelve to fifteen hundred square feet, golden every time for the wholesale deal. Uh, in most parts of the town, price range. If you can pick it up for anywhere from fifty to one hundred and fifty and sell it for two to three hundred, that's a good price range. Also, because that's where most of the buyer, the majority of buyers in, in, in real estate are first time home buyers. There's so many of them. Uh, and that's where we like to fix and flip and wholesale because that's where the most of the buyers are. Cash flow. Obviously, you're going to determine your cash flow on your rentals. You have to pick your own criteria. If you're willing to take the risk of having a rental property, renting it to people you don't know, even though you're going to qualify them and they meet all the requirements, if you're going to take the risk, like you want three, four hundred bucks cash flow every month, or it might not be worth it. That being said, I've met people that are like, hey, if the cash flow is hundred bucks a month, I'm good. That's twelve hundred bucks a year. Well, yeah, but what if you get a, uh, a broken sewer line and that costs five grand? <laughs> well, that's five years worth, four years worth of saving up that $100 cash flow. That's why, personally, the, the, the further you get in your real estate investing career, usually that cash flow spread goes up. Um, yeah, so, and then return on investment, right? You've got to think about your return on investment. If you're going to do rental properties, uh, let's say you have saved up, you were in the saver or you're into the growth phase and you saved up 20 grand. You can take that 20 grand and leverage 80 and buy a house for $100,000. And let's say you make uh, 1,200, or let's say the, the actual net. Let's, let's use that same example. I'm gonna pull out my calculator and do some math here. I'm not gonna tell you how to do it because there's other way, there's other classes that you need to go to from Real Estate IQ that teach you how to analyze deals. But uh, let's say you cash flow net 300 bucks a month. And 300 bucks a month times a year is 3,600 bucks. Now, to determine what your return on investment is, you take that and divide it by, you put 20 grand down on your own cash and you leverage 80. That's an 18% return. That's pretty good. I know the stock market doesn't do that good unless you're an expert trader, uh, but 18% is pretty good. Now, is that realistic? I don't know. You gotta do the, the, the data 
You've got to look at the data. You've got to do your own market analysis. And look, all of these things that you're going to choose and identify your property criteria are based on your market and your strategy. Okay. So again, it's kind of all leading up. Let me get over here. It's not working. Oh, okay. There. So, in recap, steps one and two. Any questions about? Let me go back. Any any questions about three and four? We talked about choosing your market. This is step three and four. You got to choose your, where your market's going to be, and I gave you the suggestions as far as um, newbies or newer investors. And then who are you marketing to, as well as your strategy? Choose your investment property criteria. So what kind of property itself? The market and the investment criteria. Okay. So if you have gone through steps one and two, you've identified what your financial stage is, you've chose your and identified your strategy based on what financial stage you're in, you can then move into steps three and four and say, okay, I know I'm in the growth phase. And based on that, I'm going to choose my strategy to be rental properties. Based on that, I'm going to choose my market to be in Dallas. I'm going to say Garland and Mesquite because I know those are great rental areas. And I'm going to choose my investment property criteria to be three bedroom, two bath, one car garage because I know those rent the most in this uh, five mile radius because I know that's a good area, right? So that was a perfect example. I'm in the growth stage. stage. Based on that, I want to do rental properties. Uh, I'm going to choose the Garland and um, Mesquite locations and I'm going to get on every wholesaler's list means I'm going to market, I'm going to have wholesalers market to me and then based on that, I'm going to try and look at all three bed, two baths, uh, 1,500 square feet, two garage in this five mile radius. And boom, if you get on wholesalers list and they start sending you stuff or you can market, based on all this, you can start doing your own marketing to generate off-market leads or you can go on Real Estate IQ based on steps one, two, three, and four, put in the search function and find on the MLS the deals that meet all of these criteria. Is this making sense? That just blew my own mind, I gotta be honest. Um, okay, so there's a question. If the market you live in is expensive like Austin, would a good strategy start out by being bird dog? I think bird dogging is always a great strategy. Wholesaling is a good strategy. Wholesaling, you learn how to market because you're marketing to generate leads. You learn how to negotiate and communicate with sellers, uh, being able to uh, solve their problems, help them add value while making money, and you learn how to do marketing on the back end and communicate with buyers. I think bird dogging and wholesaling is a great place to start. Other people have different opinions. Um, Another guy who's a, who was a mentor and a friend of mine said that he always thought people should start buying rental properties because you buy a rental, you put 20% down, you, you, well, no, his strategy was you buy it for cash, <clears throat> you refinance out, so you buy it for cash, fix it up, refinance out, and going through that process, you've learned how to um, do some, some financial education by putting money down, saving, and learn about loans, you learned about the rehab process a little bit, and then you learn about dealing with tenants and stuff. So uh, Hector says, how accurate is the data on the, uh, on the IQ? The data is exactly the same as the MLS. All information from Real Estate IQ is pulled from the MLS. So it's as good or if not better than the access on the MLS. And I'm gonna go through, I'm, great, I'm glad you had that question, Hector, because I'm gonna go through and give a little bit synopsis about real estate IQ right now. So those were the steps one, two, three, and four. I thought it was great. Tell me what you think. Okay, now what? Look, you've got to continue your education. Go to the events page. 
you've got to continue networking even though we're in social distancing. This is a great place to network. We can sit here and, and go through the Q&A. We can um, network on the chat room. We can network in the community, and I'll share that again here in a minute. Sign up for Real Estate IQ. It's super affordable. I'm going to share how much it is here in a minute. I'm going to share a lot about it here in a minute. Um, and leverage the experience of others. Definitely, I'm not saying you need to go out and pay for a $10,000 coach, but there's people out there willing to help you. I'm one of them. I love helping people. Um, if you need questions answered, reach out to me. Leverage the experience of others. You'd be surprised how many people really want to help. And then there's the Learn and Earn. There's the Learn and Earn um, program from Costa, one of the sponsors of tonight. And, and I wrote BDT. Uh, Real Estate IQ is actually going to be putting together a bird dog training. So I, I saw there was a couple people talking about bird dogging, but maybe it was just the same person, uh, Stefan. But yeah, stay in touch if you want to know about the bird dog training. Stay in touch with Real Estate IQ. And let me know if you want me to get you involved in the learning room with Coastal Investments. Jennifer is too. Okay, I'll go back through the notes at the end, answer all questions, double check everything. Um, any questions about what we've had so far? Again, I talked about Coastal. These are the sponsors, Real Estate IQ. Um, look, I just talked about continuing your education. I want to go take it a step further. You've got to have smart goals and you have to focus on those goals. Steps one, two, and three, and four are going to take some time. But what they're going to do is they're going to give you clarity. Then you need to focus on them and have some goals based around them. A smart goal is specific, measurable, attainable, realistic with a timetable. Having goals is great. Having smart goals is amazing. And it increases your chances of attaining those goals. I want everybody here tonight to write down two goals. How are you going to continue your education? Two goals, smart goals. How are you going to continue networking? Two smart goals. Sign up for Real Estate IQ. That should one, that's one goal. You just need one goal. Sign up. That's it. Um, what are you going to do to leverage? What are you going to do to leverage the, the, the experience and success of others? That could be going go to Facebook groups and asking questions. That could be going to the Real Estate IQ community. Are you going to sign up for the Learn and Earn or the Bird Dog training? I've seen a couple people do that. So talk, think about, and I want you to share it. Think about two goals that you can have. Education. I'm going to read a book a month and I'm going to attend all these different things. Oh, let me go back. <clears throat> Networking. I'm going to go to two Real Estate IQ meetups. There's so many meetups now. There's not only Real Estate IQ. It's, it's everybody's doing meetups now that we're all virtual. Um, sign up for Real Estate IQ. I can't stress that enough. Leverage. Put two smart goals. Anybody willing to share what their two smart goals are. <clears throat> I'll share you what my, this week's work. I'm going to be cold calling one hour a day. Um, on my cold calling software, and I am going to also um, train people on my team uh, three days out of the week. So I'm giving a lot into them as far as my investment of time. How to do fix and flip. <clears throat> How long can we make money back? That's an interesting question. There's a lot of variables. Um, if you have $100,000, you can do a lot of things. You can, uh, what I would suggest if you want to do fix and flips based on um, number two of the steps, what you like and what you don't like and getting clear um, is find a deal. And there's lots of different ways to find deals. Leverage a hard money lender to pay for the purchase. You've got to come in with a little bit because usually it will only lend 80 to 90% of the purchase. Use the rest of it for the repairs. Sell it. Make the difference. You get your money back plus make money. A fix and flip takes anywhere from three to six months. My average is like four. Now, that being said, with the coronavirus, things are slowing down a little bit. We're on a day-by-day, week-by-week cases. So 
I hope that answers your question. I'm going to keep going. Here's my contact information if anybody wants it. Um, I am going to spend the rest of the time telling you all a little bit about Real Estate IQ because it's a super cool thing. They've allowed me to share my knowledge. Um, they've allowed me to present when we were doing live events. Um, I love being a part of the community, great people. So let me share a little bit about it. <clears throat> and make sure you copy my information if you want it. Okay, again, so they produce 45,000 leads every month. 45,000 leads, and here's where they get their leads. Uh, well, hold on, become part of the community. Get involved, guys. Make friends, make business friends. Get advice from experts. This is all the same stuff that I'm telling you. Um, I've made business friends with a lot of people just from going to the different networking events uh, before we all got shut down and made it virtual. <clears throat> and I get advice from experts. I, they put on so many great events, whether you're interested in commercial real estate, uh, wholesales, there's so many different things that you can learn. Here's, here's a couple of the different products, guys, okay? They've got the Fast CMA, the Repair Estimator, and the Deal Analyzer. That's all together part of the Deal Analysis Suite. That means you get unlimited CMAs. A CMA is a Comparative Market Analysis, which means you take comps and a comparable house, the same size, the same bedrooms in the same area, and you see what all those are selling for. That gives you an analysis of what your subject property is going to sell for. You get unlimited deal of the day. That means every day you get the deal of the day. And you get all the online classes. Right now, there's a lot of online classes. This is a perfect time to be educating if you've got a little bit of time, which I think we all do. Uh, and here's a testimonial that uh, Homero, who I talked to last week and told him, um, yeah, anyway, we connected last week and it was kind of cool. But let's check out this testimonial real quick. guys, we're here at the Quest Trillion Dollar Mixer right here. And I'm talking to Omero Corona. He's just made more than $100,000 with Real Estate IQ. Could you tell us about your story? Yeah. How's everybody doing? Omero Corona here at the uh, Quest Trust uh, Trillion Dollar Mixer. Really excited to share uh, my testimony and my story with uh, Real Estate IQ. So over the last, uh, you know, about six, seven months, I've been using uh, their platform and getting some of their uh, lists and I was able to uh, finish my first flip recently where I was able to net about 85000 and in total I think I've uh, been able to make about $100,000 with Real Estate IQ and their tools so really excited to share this uh, great um, you know company with you guys and definitely uh, give it a shot I think you guys uh, will take advantage of all the tools and uh, it'll be profitable for you and your company thank you guys thank potential you. deal and okay, we so that was the testimonial from Homero good guy yeah, he's actually super successful now, and he got his start from um, using Real Estate IQ, which definitely, again, I would recommend. Um, okay, I'm going to throw out another poll here, guys. This is the second poll. Again, if you remember, you have to answer all three polls to be qualified for the raffle where we're going to be giving away freebies. So this, is, this poll basically is just, would you like to receive a 45-minute one-on-one deal-finding training? This is where a member of the Real Estate IQ team will spend 45 minutes with you going through how to use, how to find um, deals on the MLS, how to find the off-market deals, how to generate your MLS, all the different things. So um, it's, it's an amazing opportunity. Um, not only do you want to enter or do the poll just to enter the raffle, but I would definitely do it because when I got started, I'm just, I, I need to see somebody show me things and then I can do it. 
I'm not, I don't like trying to figure things out for myself. I'd like to take the advantage of people that know how to do it. So I definitely did this when I got started and it helped me a ton. Um, and I know this is where a lot of people uh, can really figure out how to use the software and start generating the leads that you need to find the deals. So answer this poll question. Would you like to have a live demo of our services? And are you an existing REI subscriber? I already asked you guys that earlier, but go ahead and fill out that poll. I've got one minute to talk about the rest of these slides. There's not many guys. Uh, appreciate you guys being here, by the way. Thank you for joining me on Monday night. Uh, this is the deal finding suite, okay? So this is different than uh, the other, the deal analyzer suite. This one where you can get the off-market leads, the county data finder, and the MLS deal finder. So this one provides you how to find deals on the MLS. You can pull the own your own information on the websites and off-market leads. I get these every day. If I have a real estate license with X, there's information on here from the MLS as far as comps and stuff, but I don't believe that the MLS provides um, the lists, um, sources that this does, the real estate IQ, where you can get all the foreclosures, all the other things. Uh, Angelica's investing in the rate. So Jennifer, yeah, definitely makes sense. And for the price, it's a no-brainer. So this is the deal finding suite. This is what I used to have before I upgraded to the premium. Uh, again, here, Jennifer, to help you answer these questions, these off-market leads get, come into my email inbox every day. Okay, pre-foreclosures, apartments, probates, airships, evasion, all these motivated and distressed seller leads come to your uh, every day in your email, weekdays. Don't forget to answer that poll question, guys. I'm going to keep moving along. Um, so this, <clears throat> excuse me, this is what it looks like in the mobile version, but you get the daily update. And this comes recorded from the court documents. When you, when you saw that, slide that showed me the county courthouse information. So this is from the source. It's all the off-market leads. If you paid somebody to do that for you, or if you pay another like list company to do that, the amount of leads that you're getting for a small monthly fee is uh, ridiculous. I paid different list companies that all these different list companies out there. And you pay per list. And every time you pull a list, you have to pay where this one is. Uh, and again, to answer Jennifer's question, this identifier you can create your list. You don't get this from the MLS. So you can't. You can't get pull your own shows. You can't pull licensee owners, subdivisions. You know, access to 15 million plus properties in Texas. That's insane. Sorry. Um, and they respond within two hours, which is insane. I mean, customer service is almost something of the past. Uh, not with real estate IQ. And again, I, I already gave this money for their, for their customer service. And here's their information. Uh, yeah, when I first got started, I had like a really silly question about the list. I'm like, whose name is this? And whose name is this? And what does this mean? And you um, got right back to me to answer my question. Um, okay, so there's that. You're welcome. Okay, freebies. Guys, which one of these freebies do you want? Would you want to have... You know, we're giving these things away for free. <clears throat> There's going to be another poll here. Which one of these you want? Um, discounted deals heat map, which means on the MLS, it'll show you based on a heat map how many deals are in any different area. So, again, that's going to help you with the steps one through four, determining where your market location is. You could use these heat maps and be like, ooh, I want to do rental properties. There's a lot of pre-foreclosures right there. That's maybe a good opportunity for me to do that. Uh, so you can get these heat maps based on discounted deals on the MLS, and that's based on a percentage. And what they do is they take the tax value, assessed value, um, and um, the difference between that and what it's listed for. And, man, 
I, I was I was really shocked and surprised when I first got on here. How many, how big of discounts there really are on the MLS, right? Um, pre foreclosure deal map. If you're going to market to pre foreclosures, if you want a lot of rental properties, uh, there might be an opportunity for you there. Um, and then the rental income uh, deal heat map based on the rental incomes. Um, and again, these are all tied in with, with the steps that we've talked about one through four. All this information is going to help you with steps one through four and vice versa, right? Knowing the steps, having the clarity, identifying and choosing steps one through four. So I think there's another poll question right now. Which one of these freebies do you want, right? <clears throat> there's not a poll question. I thought there was. Uh, so choose a freebie. Okay, here's the prices, guys. I know a couple of people asked for the prices. For the deal analysis suite, <clears throat> $15 a month. $15 a month. I mean, that's like, if you, well, I know we don't go through Starbucks anymore every day, but if you used to go through Starbucks every day, five days a week or something, you spent way more than 15 bucks a month. You probably spent like 15 bucks in three days. Uh, and even the deal funding suite for $96 a month, I mean, a hundred bucks a month, that's, that's pretty affordable. I mean, that's less than a car payment, right? 159 for the premium, that's less than a car payment. Nowadays, I mean, unless you're driving an old beater, you can't have a car payment less than two, three hundred bucks. That's my experience. A good one. A good one. Unless you're paying cash, right? Which is always a good thing, too. So those are the prices. I know there was a couple people in there um, trying to bust through these guys. So super affordable. When I signed up, I moved to town, saw, the, um, saw the, the, the value of this. And before I even moved here, I was a member. And I paid for a year up front. And then instantly, as soon as they offered the premium, upgraded to that. Okay. Well, that's it. 7.30, I'm out of here. Appreciate you guys. Everybody, thank you for the help. For webinar schedules, follow us at our official social media accounts or visit us at www.realestateiq.co.